God bless you, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Leonard. It's a blessed day to be alive knowing that God still has a purpose for your life. Man, I'm telling you, you know, I've been thinking about uh, a passage of scripture that's really been resonating with me. And I've I've been reading and sort of uh, meditating and pondering um, Judges 6. And uh, so I want to talk to you a little bit about it, because for those of you who think God has something for you to do, but you're not quite sure, you know, and you, you keep asking God and you keep saying, well, God, if it's you, uh, then then, Lord, let this person tell me something or whatever. Well, this message will be for you. So I want to talk to you today uh, about that. But let's pray. Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for your goodness and mercy, your kindness right now for life, health and strength. Lord, as we look to you, we thank you for a word. Lord, a word that's going to resonate, that's going to reach each one of us today, that's going to touch us today in a powerful way. We thank you, God, for your goodness and mercy. Thank you for blessing this word. Holy Ghost, have your way. Bless your people in Jesus name. And so, you know, brothers and sisters, when God has something for you to do, oftentimes you hear, you know, maybe you've been in your word and and, and maybe a particular passage of scripture continues to jump out at you. And it seems like it's sort of leading you in a direction. Maybe you've had people come up to you to confirm that, you know, but God has something for you to do. But brothers and sisters, God has something for each one of us to do. When we get born again, we're not born again to sit down and go home and relax. We're born again to serve. We're born again to be uh, Jesus's extension on this earth. We're the body of Christ on the earth. And so God wants to do something through us, Lord. Help us to be the person that you want us to be. And so this story about Gideon really resonates with me, you know, in that area about when God has something for you to do. I want to just kind of kind of set the scene for you. So the children of Israel has been um, rebellious and disobedient against the Lord. They've sinned before him continuously. And so now God has turned them over to the Midianites, allowed the Midianites to capture them, to enslave them, so to speak. And so now they're at the mercy of the Midianites. Now, you got to remember that when God brought them out of Egypt, you know, he brought them out with a strong hand and God defended them against enemies. And again, and he had Joshua. They went in, they took Jericho and they've been just uh, basically God has been their king and been defending them. And so now the children of Israel decide to go off and serve uh, false gods and set up idols to Baal. And so they were in a bad way. And so God turned them over to the Midianites. And so for seven years, the Midianites had the ability to torment them, to steal their flocks, to steal their um, all of their food and any of their crops and anything that belonged to them. They would come and just absolutely um, take everything. So the children of Israel didn't have anything. And so they cried out to the Lord and the Lord heard them. And so God looked amongst the people and he found a young man and his name was Gideon. And so one day while Gideon was out, um, he was out near the uh, he was doing he was near the wheat press, I believe. And so he was there so that the Midianites wouldn't see because if they saw they would take the food. And so he was there, you know. Uh, doing his thing with the wheat and this man appeared to him 
and called him a mighty man of valor and told him that he was he was going to deliver God's people. Now, I like God because he always tend to assign you things that are bigger than you, things that would absolutely require his help. He's not going to call you nothing that you call you to do something that you can do in your own power. But what he will do is call you to do something that you absolutely cannot do in your own power, in your own strength. So this this person that appeared to Gideon told him that he was a mighty man of valor, that he was going to deliver God's people, that God was going to use him to deliver Israel out of the hands of the Midianites. And of course, like any of us, if we saw what appeared to be an angel, uh, heard that, and you know, they told us we were going to do great things for God, you would act the same way. The same, I mean, you would absolutely act the same way. Don't, don't say because you're in a new dispensation, you would act differently because that's not true. You'd act the same way, just like Gideon. And so anyway, Gideon, um, what he did was he said, well, Lord, uh, he questioned the angel and he told him, he said, well, you know, if you're, he told him, he said, if God really called me to, uh, to deliver the people of Israel, let me go and get a sacrifice for you. And he got a, a, a little kid and he got a, a goat. And so he brought the goat out. And also he brought out some unleavened bread and and he he set the cakes and um, and the uh, he set the cakes and the uh, kid on the altar. And so um, it, actually it was a rock. And so the angel took his staff and he pointed at the, the rock and the rock produced fire and consumed the sacrifice. So he disappeared. So Gideon got basically got his confirmation. The Lord accepted his offering. And so now Gideon is still unsure. He's wondering, God, did you really tell me to do this thing? I mean, are you sure? Because the first thing Gideon did, which I didn't tell you, is when he called uh, Gideon a mighty man of valor and he told him he was going to deliver God's people, Gideon said, wait a minute, my family is the least among these folks. They're poor. And I'm, no, he said, my family is poor and I'm the least amongst my family. So now he's giving excuses why he can't do what he can do. But here's the thing. When God calls you to do something, it's not about your ability. I guarantee you that. God will always strengthen you. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You're going to always need God's help whenever he gives you a task. And so God was in Gideon, or God was uh, directing Gideon, and, and, he, and he had uh, God's anointing upon him to do the work that he was called to do. But he was unsure because he was doubting. Because the first thing he did, he looked at himself. Do you remember what happened when Joshua and Caleb and eight spies went out. It was a total of 10, and those spies went out. Uh, I take that back. It was a total of uh, 12 spies, and they went out, and uh, basically they spied out the land. And when they came back, the people were saying, we're small like grasshoppers. We're like grasshoppers in their eyes, and, and they saw themselves as grasshoppers, and they saw the enemy as these big giants, and they were outnumbered. And so Caleb and Joshua, they didn't agree with that report. They said, we're well able to take the land. Let's go. Let's take the land. And as a result, 
do you know that not only did those spies die off, but that generation of folks died off because, you know, they didn't believe God. And so God waited for this new generation, this Joshua generation, this generation that was going to be led by Joshua and Caleb. And eventually they ended up taking the land. See, brothers and sisters, we don't want to get to where we look at ourselves when God tells us to do something. It's not about us. We can't do it in our own strength, but we can do it through God. And if God be for us, who can be against us? So Joshua, trying to make all these uh, excuses, uh, one, <laughs> he, so Joshua, he tickled me, boy, when I'm, I'm reading this. It's so funny. Joshua decided to put a fleece out to the Lord. Well, God, look, if you really want me to lead, you know, deliver your people, and you're going to use me to deliver your people, Lord, I'm going to put this fleece of wool down on the ground. And I want you to I want you to make the whole uh, the whole fleece wet with dew, but the ground I want it to be dry. And if it's that way, then I know you're talking to me. So he gets up the next morning. The ground is dry, but the but the wool is totally soaked. He wrings it out into a bowl and it fills up the bowl with water. And Joshua said, "Well, Lord, um, I know you did that, but now just one more time, Lord, if if this is really you." Then I want you to make the ground wet and allow the fleece to be dry. So the next morning, God did what he asked. And so now uh, Gideon was like, okay, I'll, I'll do it. So God told Gideon to tear down the altars of Baal and, and put up his altar. And so Gideon, he's, he was scared to do it in the daytime, so he did it at night. So he tore down the altars of Baal. Right. And of course, they wanted to kill him, but God defended him. His, his dad came out and told him if Baal can't defend himself, why are you defending Baal? He's supposed to be a God, remember? So anyway, they didn't do anything to Gideon because God said they wouldn't. So Gideon was told what he needed to do. Now, he's got all these men at his um, at his uh, at his disposal, so to speak. He's got all these men that he could command. And so he's got over 30,000 men. And they're going to fight against the Midianites. But God said, no, you got too many folks. So Gideon, I want you to tell these folks that, that are scared, tell them to go back home, relax. They don't have to fight. So Gideon told them, I'm using my words, Gideon told them to go back home. And they did. So they didn't have to fight. All right. So uh, that left about 10,000. And God said, no, that's still too many. Because Israel would try to say that they won by sheer numbers. So, nope, God said no. So, God told Gideon, I tell you what, tell the men to go down by this water, and I want them to go ahead and get some water. And when they were getting water, there were some men that got down to the water and lapped like a dog. It's about 300 of them. God saw them, and he said, the three that are lapping the water like a dog, those are the 300 that I'm going to use to deliver Israel. The other ones, you can send them back home. Tell them to take a break. Relax. I don't need you. And so he sent them back. And so Gideon, being moved by God, um, got ready to move into action. So here's what's really cool. So Gideon is still, he's still nervous. He's still scared. And he really needs to hear from God again because he said, Lord, you know, I'm still a little unsure. He was still unsure. No, God knew he was. So you know what? God is good. So what the Lord did was he told Gideon, if you're still scared, and these guys were encamped in this big place, 
And I mean, as far as the eyes can see, they had camels and the Midianites and all them. They were all camped there. And so Gideon and his servant went down and God told him, go down and I want you to listen. And as Gideon went down, this man was telling them about a dream. The bottom line in this dream is that Gideon was going to destroy the Midianites. And so when Gideon heard that, this man mentioned his name and everything. Gideon was now confident that God was with him, finally. And so Gideon went back up. He set the 300 into motion. And they surrounded the uh, camp of the Midianites. And they did what God instructed them to do. And guess what? The Midianites, they all turned on each other. They were scared and they knew Joshua was coming and they began to kill each other. So God won a big victory and delivered the Israelites from the Midianites that day using Gideon. Now, keep in mind, Gideon already said he wasn't the bravest fellow in the world. Didn't think he was a man of valor. Right. And all this time, God is telling him that he's a mighty man of valor. What is God telling you to do? What has he told you? Maybe it's just something as basic as telling people about Jesus, which he told us to do that anyway. But maybe you're in a place and he's starting to really prompt you to tell others about him. Maybe he wants you to go do something at a nursing home. Or maybe he wants you to go do ministry at a hospital. Or maybe he's got something in a chaplaincy for you. Or maybe he's got some other things uh, at your job that's, that's for you. And you're scared to take the next step. Well, guess what? If God was with Gideon, God is with you because the New Testament is a better covenant that you have. So not only is God uh, with you, but man, God resides on the inside of you. And greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. So whatever it is that God called you to do, it's time. It's time for you to get busy. It's time for you to know that God is still God and he's on the throne. And that God is still your advocate. He's your defender. God is still God. He's the general. He's the Lord of hosts. I tell you, God is still the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And he's still fighting for you. And remember, if God be for you, who can be against you? That's the big thing you need to realize. So whatever it is, whatever it is, you need to get busy and do what God called you to do. Brothers and sisters, I'm going to leave it there. But listen. If um, if you're not saved, you never accepted Christ, or you even have questions about that, you never received him as your Lord and Savior, now it's time. It's your time to receive him. It's your time that you give God his place in your life. So if you're ready, why don't you pray this prayer with me? Say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. And I believe that God raised you from the dead. Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I want to be saved. I need you. I look to you right now. And I need you in every area of my life. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. I give you my life freely and I repent of all my sins. Lord Jesus, I accept you now. I'm your child. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. Brothers and sisters, if you prayed that prayer, man, you're a child of God. Give God the glory. Find you a good Bible. Believe in church. Get you a good Bible or download you a good Bible app. And it's time to get to know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is Brother Leonard. My brothers and sisters, 
I want you to have a blessed rest of your day. Amen.